This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Are you ready for Christmas? Well, that's a bit early to be asking that question, isn't it? What will getting ready for Christmas mean for you? It surely should be more than just getting all the gifts bought, wrapped, and put under the tree, more than planning all the meals for the season, more than making travel plans to go visit family, more than all these. But if we're going to observe and get ready for the real celebration of the birth of Jesus, what will that involve? Well, that's our subject for today. Prayerfully, these next few minutes might help us all to get ready for Christmas even though it's November the 26th. Thank you for joining us today from Ocean Lakes Family Campground. Since I was just a little boy, one thing I remember about the passing of Thanksgiving season was that Christmas was just around the corner. Now we don't even have to wait until the passing of Thanksgiving to start thinking about Christmas. Christmas season seems to begin earlier and earlier every year. Some time ago I heard some Christmas carols being played on the music system, and then I remarked to a person standing beside me that Christmas must surely be on the way. And the response I got was, yes, I always dread to think about Christmas season approaching. There are quite a few people who grow depressed with the approaching of the fall holidays. One lady told her pastor with pain in her voice, I dread this time of year. When the leaves fall, so does my attitude. Some people just do not like special seasons, special dates. I think these folks miss some of the great joys in life, though. That kind of negative attitude levels off the highs and heights and depths that can give life a special meaning, such as we observe at seasonal times of the year. A pastor from Texas, uh, B.O. Baker, uh, put it very well in his church bulletin some years ago when he wrote these words. Like it or not, we are now in the midst of the holiday season. Much of it will be highly commercial, carnally tinted, emphatically pagan. If that's what you see and hear, then that's what you're going to get out of it. However, one does not need to let circumstances dictate one's mindset. This should be a glorious season. It's a time of celebration, and I choose simply to enjoy it. For one thing, I'm going to enjoy being with my family and good good friends. We all seem to cluster more this time of the year. I'm going to enjoy the sights and sounds of the season. Perhaps I am a kid at heart, but the color, lights, decorations, songs, eager shoppers, and aromas of culinary treats, all these things fascinate me. 
The worship services take on fresh meaning, and each gathering time is like opening a special gift. I'll probably suggest again to the children that they ask this Christmas for livestock, fireworks, over sticky, uh, sweet candies. He says, I've already been retained by a dentist secretly. <laughs> and a new baby brother or sister. You need to ask God for these. This really goes over well with the parents. I like the way that preacher put that uh, in his bulletin. He's catching the spirit of the joyful abandon that really ought to permanent, uh, uh, permanent, uh, go through this celebration of the birth of Jesus. Admittedly, the days, the weeks ahead can be just about as good or as bad as we prepare for them to be. It is true that there are always some special problems, tender memories, hurts, difficult situations involved with this season ahead. Some people always have a better Christmas than others, but a great part of determining who has a good Christmas who does not, lies within our own powers. <clears throat> if Christmas is to be for us one of those peak experiences, then we have to make some sort of preparation for it ahead of time. Most of you ladies know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no way to have a nice dinner party without going to considerable lengths to get ready for it. And this same principle applies to every aspect of the Christmas season. If Christmas is to mean to you what it should, then you cannot wait until Christmas Day to start getting ready for it. And the more you want to make of the Christmas season, the greater the preparation needs to be. This is true spiritually as well as in other ways. Down through the years, Christians have recognized this truth. And many years ago, there came to be the, ad, the idea of the Advent season, which means a time of preparation. Many of you know that my background is Baptist, so I can talk about the Baptists. Uh, we who are Baptists were always a bit slow to catch on this ad Advent idea. But I'm delighted that more and more churches of that denomination are celebrating Advent. This practice began in an ancient custom of the Jewish people, as they always scheduled at least six days of preparation before each one of their major feast days. Our task during these remaining days before Christmas now is not only to consider how to get ready externally for the day, but more importantly, how do we get ready internally, spiritually, for the celebration of Jesus' birth? What can we do to make Christmas a time of special spiritual meaning? Once again, there are some people who are offended by the idea that any preparation needs to be made at all for spiritual encounters. These folks feel that God just ought to swoop down in glorious splendor, Hollywood style, capture our attention in a dazzling display of heavenly glory. Well, we all have within us something of a childish desire that longs for everything to be easy and effortless. But the truth is that God does not give himself to human beings in this way. It is not God's nature to overwhelm. He simply refuses to use circus-type splendor and appear to us in ways that he becomes irresistible. You see, God has given to each of us the gift of personhood, which means that he wants us to be his subjects 
who love him voluntarily rather than his objects of creation. If God's revelation of himself were in such an overpowering form that we had to respond positively to him, then we'd be reduced to mere robots. And that's not what God wants for us. God does not flood us irresistibly with his truth. Rather, he comes to us asking, seeking, and knocking on the door of our hearts, asking us to respond to his love to us. Several years ago, in a church where I was pastor, during the Christmas season, I made a statement from the pulpit, and I think it got everybody's attention. I said back then, I have in my hand a silver dollar right now, and I'm going to give this silver dollar to the first person who will come up here to the pulpit and get it. If you trust me to believe that what I say is true, then this silver dollar is yours. Can you believe that everybody just sat there in the congregation dumbfounded until finally one person got the nerve to come up and I could hand that silver dollar to him? Now, some of you, I said, some of you here in the congregation today who did not get that dollar may be saying to yourself, well, why didn't the preacher warn us that he was going to give some money away this morning? Why didn't he ring a bell or jump up and down? Why didn't he prepare us by saying, here's what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to give you a dollar if you'll come get it. All right, ready. On your mark, get set, go. Then I ask, why have I chosen to give away a silver dollar? It's to illustrate exactly what I was talking about when I say that God has gifts that he wants to give to all of us too. But he does not always choose to stomp and shout that he's about to give us something that we'd really like to have. But since we're human beings, all of us, we find so often we need a running start. And this is why the Advent season is so important for us. A full four weeks before that great event itself, here's a gentle reminder telling us to get ready. On your mark, get set. From that first night in Bethlehem right up to this very moment, the real meaning of Christmas has come only to those who were ready to receive it. Most people in Bethlehem that night had no inkling of what was taking place right under their noses. However, there were a few people who did recognize what was happening. And interestingly enough, in every case, they were folks who had prepared themselves in some way for this event. For example... There were shepherds out in the fields who heard the angelic chorus. You ever wonder why did God choose shepherds? Why not uh, shopkeepers, merchants, innkeepers, some other tradesmen? I think it was because these were men who had used their vocations to develop sensitivity to the real values in life. That was the shepherds. If you look closely at the Old Testament, you'll see quite a few other people to whom God spoke who were shepherds also by trade. Abraham, Moses, David, Amos. Maybe these people had prepared themselves. They had cultivated the ear to hear. We need to give credit to these lowly shepherds. They were not held in high esteem by people of their day. 
Another group who understood the meaning of Christmas were the wise men who came from the east. We do not know just how many there were. We don't know their names, actually, or exactly where they came from. Of course, tradition has filled in all of that information for us, uh, but it's tradition, not necessarily accurate. We do know that they did not arrive in Bethlehem on Christmas night, as is so often depicted. These wise men made a long journey following the star, you remember. But they were men who had studied, who had long awaited this event expectantly. They were prepared. Eight days after the birth of Jesus, there was a couple who also recognized the importance of Jesus' birth. Two old people, Simeon and Anna, in the temple, had devoted their lives to studying how God was going to bless the people with a Messiah. These two truly believed that they would see the consolation of Israel before they died. And this is exactly what happened. There's nothing to indicate that God swooped down and blinded these two with the heavenly truth about Jesus. They were so well prepared in their hearts that they knew Jesus immediately when they saw him. In each of these cases, the shepherds, the wise men, Simeon and Anna, their preparation made possible a recognition of the wonderful event of God's coming in the form of the baby Jesus. Now, the same principle is at work in our lives today. And in this season which lies ahead, Jesus always comes to us, so to speak, as a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. By this I mean that he is never overwhelmingly obvious, which leaves, leaves us nothing to do. More often, Jesus comes in the ordinary, commonplace events of our lives, without fanfare, without warning. Right in the middle of this busy season before us, Jesus may come to you. He may say quietly, here I am. I have a treasure to give you if you'll simply come here and receive it. Then it depends on you. You may be half asleep. You may be inattentive. You may be preoccupied with other things. You may be so busy looking for the spectacular that you miss his coming in the marketplace. We miss the true meaning of Christmas if we're always looking for the spectacular. We sang earlier in the service how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. Now, let me back up for just a minute, if I may, and try to put into a nutshell what I've been saying this morning. If this Christmas is going to be a spiritual blessing to you, then some preparation is necessary ahead of time. The sort of things that the shepherds, the wise men, Simeon and Anna did, we too can do. Now to be sure, none of us has a vocation which gives us many hours of being alone as the shepherds were. But we do have those times when we are alone with our thoughts. You may be a very, very busy person, but Perhaps it may be a time when you're driving the car all alone and you're waiting for a traffic light to change. Or maybe it's just before you go to sleep at night. 
Or perhaps it's when you're all alone in the house preparing a meal or cleaning house or doing some other mundane chore. Again, none of us may be scholars or philosophers like the wise men, but how long has it been since you took the time to ponder over the Bible seriously in, a, in more than just a quick Bible reading moment? Would you take a challenge right now to make plans to sit down and read through maybe an entire gospel at one time? You can begin wherever you like to. Luke has the story of the birth of Jesus, and then go ahead past that. Do that sometime between now and Christmas Day. This kind of exercise is what would help fill your lives and my life with glorious expectancy, like that which Simeon and Anna had. Maybe we too could share in their spirit of looking forward to something wonderful ahead. For this Christmas season to be special and meaningful, there has to be preparation. This is true spiritually. It's true socially. God does not thrust his truth upon us if we're not ready to receive it. Christmas always comes the same way, silently, silently. A babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. What this means is that you can walk right past Christmas, just as Bethlehem unknowingly walked past the manger. Or, if you wish, you can have the most meaningful Christmas this year you've ever had. If you, like the shepherds, the wise men, those aged saints, pay the price of preparation, you can do this the same way they did, through reflection, through searching, through study. According to my calculations, they're just 28 days after today until Christmas Day, which is simply another way of saying it is time right now, my friends, for us all to get ready spiritually for Christmas. Oh God, we pray that we might be willing to have the di discipline in our lives to do what it takes to have the most meaningful, special, spiritually enriching Christmas celebration that we've ever had. We thank you that we have a Savior about whose birth we can celebrate, one who came to give us life more abundant than we could ever imagine. Thank you for Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.